Hey Grind listeners, it's Gabby here. So we are in episode 7. 7 is my favorite number. I'm so excited that we're here. I do have some good news and bad news. I'll start with the bad news first. We don't have our theme song for this week because we're putting some finishing touches on it. But the good news is that we're going to give you a sneak preview. So enjoy this little clip and we'll get right into our episode. Thanks for tuning in. It's Alyssa and Gabby, and you're listening to The Grind. Yay! Yay! Mood. That yay is exactly how I feel right now. Um, Literally uh, same. (laughs) So Gabby, just like, how are you in all of everything that's happening right now? How are you feeling? Um, I feel like I'm. I don't know. I'm okay. I feel like there's like stages to it and now I'm entering the stage where I'm just like not not feeling very much of anything be it like excitement or disappointment I'm just like here Mm. you know I'm just like Mm -hmm. "Eh, I'm indifferent I can't complain though like I'm glad to be alive literally and so many people are going through so much right now so I'm just thankful that like my Family and friends are all safe and healthy and yeah, so I'm grateful for life. What yep. about you? Same. I, you know, I can't really complain too much um, and I can't be too, too happy right now. So um, I'm just kind of here, you know, um, found my groove a little bit in all of quarantine and, and all that stuff, but stuff is shifting and changing so i'm uh a little anxious about everything literally it's been so three days ago marked the six month anniversary since broadway was shut down and Mm -hmm. tomorrow will mark what i say is the day that the world shut down because that will be six months since i've been back in cleveland wow yeah I can't believe that. Half a year. And I used to see like memes that said, oh my God, I need it. Like it said, I want to take a six month vacation twice a year. And like that very well may happen. I wouldn't say this is a vacation now, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it happened. (laughs) Be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Yup. That's Mm -hmm. it. I'm not going to sing more because I don't want to get charged for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Gabby, you know, you are still on the grind, I have to say. You know, you've waken up early. So, actually, tell me, what is your schedule like right now during quarantine? It's a self-made schedule, right? Because you have your business. Yeah. So, basically, um... I do mostly all I'm doing is like teaching and like virtual gatherings with friends. So like with my teaching, I have Tuesdays and Thursdays, which are every single week. And then Monday through Sunday are fair game for my other program. So it's, we allow the kids to sign up. And so literally they can sign up. Sometimes I'll have coaching literally seven days a week. Sometimes I'll cram everyone into two days. It's just based on their availability. But yeah, like that's basically my schedule now is I teach or coach pretty much every single day. Just depends on like the hours and the amount of hours a day vary from week to week. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then I'm doing my other business to dollar tune up. So always working on client lists um, for them. And I'm trying to do more research every week. So like read a play every week, or I found this like book series about like musicals of each decade. Um, there's a different book and it's, they're all like 600 pages long. <laughs> so I'm starting those so I can learn about more musicals. Yeah. I mean, nice. not very exciting, but, but <laughs> that's does it my feel life. Like, does it feel like work or you enjoy it? It's your passion. I enjoy it most days. Some days it does feel like work. I think because in my, the program next level, because we teach all disciplines, 
um, we have our kids working on individual projects and literally it ranges from like music videos to like dance videos to learning how to self tape. Like we're doing different things. And some days I teach all of those, like me and my other directors teach different things, but because I teach pretty much every thing, some days I'll be like three o'clock. I'm doing a voice lesson four o'clock. I'm teaching choreography five o'clock. I'm teaching a monologue class like it just literally depends so some days my brain is like too much <laughs> i want to learn teach me i'm gonna come to your classes yes join us <laughs> i was gonna sing but i'm not i'm gonna leave that pip and reference alone <laughs> <laughs> i saw what you were doing there i heard it <laughs> what about you what's your quarantine schedule looking like well actually this month i've i'm a little bit less busy than i usually am and I'm somehow still super busy. I'm working with you in our readings, Performer Potluck. Last night we had Mean Girls and Six is coming up. So I can't wait for that. Um, so I kind of do that, but that's maybe once a week, um, like maybe four or five shows in a month. Uh, besides that, I actually just started working with this company called Fairytale Therapy. And before quarantine, they would go to hospitals uh, just as characters people know princesses and um elsa and uh, a frozen cast so right now it's all virtual and i'm just starting as moana which is like they they asked me they, first of all they said like my three favorite words it's like fairy tale therapy i just i love that word <laughs> and then uh moana and i was like what so yeah i'm doing that doing a lot of rehearsals for that to start that's going to be online um what else am I doing? I mean, I guess my my voice lessons, I'm part of an allyship group. We meet once a week. I'm part of a sisterhood circle that we meet online. Um, and, you know, it's a weird place where I feel like my old job is going to call me back and I'm just dreading it so bad. So I'm hoping that some of this other stuff I can make some money off of so I don't have to go back to that grind that just like was not serving me at all. So, um, oh, I'm also taking Spanish lessons because I feel like I should be fluent. Um, I've learned a lot about cultures and like my anti-racist work in circles and stuff. And they were talking about how like languages really tie you to your cultures. And I was like, oh, that's the one thing that's missing right now. So, you know, doing that, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm blanking. I feel like I do. I feel like I'm doing nothing, but I always seem to be extremely busy. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's amazing. I love that you're learning Spanish, too. That's that's going to be really helpful. I, I wished that I had, um, I don't know if I've told you this, but... It's my Spanish class. I literally used to like do my nails um, <laughs> because I just like was overwhelmed by trying to learn it. So I was just a stupid teenager and would like listen, would not listen and would do my nails. And my teacher used to call me Diablo. <laughs> what? Which for those of you who don't know means <laughs> female devil. <laughs> Because oh. it sounded like Gabriella, so he would call me Diablo because he was just hilarious. I loved him so much, and because I was such a brat, he would call me that. But then, <laughs> in my adult life, I was teaching this residency, um, or rather, I was working for this company where we would do different residencies, and one of them was with all Spanish speakers. We did. We ended up doing two. So one was literally they only spoke Spanish. None of them spoke English. And one was with English English language learners. And I remember I had to, like, brush up on it. And I was like, well, I wish, like, you know, as a teenager, I wish I had known that, like, you know, that it was so important and would come in handy later mm -hmm. on. So I had to, like, brush up on it. And it became a very, like, rewarding experience. But I just remember regretting, like, not taking advantage of, like, that opportunity to learn for free and, like, mm -hmm. have it scheduled into your day where you, like, have no choice but to be there. So yeah. if I, if we have any young people listening, like if my students, if you're listening to this, take it seriously, please don't be like me because you'll be <laughs> much older and regretting it. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, that's like everyone. Cause I, my first language was Spanish. I used to get a babysat by my aunts and my uncles and they only spoke Spanish really. Um, but I didn't take it seriously because it didn't feel useful to me when I go to a school where we just learn English all the time. Um, so, you know, I definitely went through a period of time. I mean, I have my, my mom speaks Spanish and my dad speaks Spanish, but they, they can, but they don't really do it. I have all these free resources in life that I never fully took advantage of. And then when we would go to Puerto Rico, I couldn't speak to my own cousins. So, yeah, I think that try to learn if you have family members that speak other languages, say your mom is like, maybe your mom is speaks another language. Um, try to soak it in. I know like my mom when she came here, well, my grandma came here on my mom's side. So she was here and my grandma would always speak Spanish and my mom would be like, stop it. Like, stop speaking Spanish. Like, you're embarrassing me. You have an accent. Um, and she really regrets that now. So I just, I love that. And I'm reading this one book, man, it's deep. It's a, it's psych, a psychological book about racism and, and different, all that stuff, you know? And they're just talking about how the one thing that ties families together really is like languages that ties you to your roots and stuff. And um, when you break that off and like you assimilate and stuff, you just break off from your whole family. And that's exactly what happened to me. So when I would go to Puerto Rico and even Florida and I couldn't speak to anyone, I mean, that is like so embarrassing. <laughs> then they would oh call me. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it was really, I was really self-conscious because then it turned into, I tried to learn Spanish, but I, they said I sounded like a gringa, like a white girl, you know? So, um, yeah, this teacher that I have, I love her. And my mom is taking lessons with her, too. She's also an artist. Her name is Eliana Gonzalez. And um, we can't wait to both, like, really brush up on our Spanish. She's much more advanced than me. Like, I have a feeling after a couple classes, like, she will be fine. Um, but we are literally doing it so that we can, like, talk to each other secretly in public. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Like, I mean, that's because I'm also shady, but <laughs> I respect. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. We and so in Spanish, when you say gossip, which gossip isn't good, guys, but I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to know the word in Spanish, it's uh, bochinche. So we'll be like, oh, we have some bochinche, like some gossip. Don't gossip, but if you ever need to know the word, that is it. <laughs> there could be, like, good gossip, maybe. Like, when my husband does something and I want to be like, oh, my God, Mom, he's so cute. Like, did you see what he just did? Like, that's adorable. Last night we did, in our group, Performer Potluck Mean Girls, and I ended up playing the, the mom. I forgot. Mrs. George and then Mrs. Heron. But, you know, Mrs. George is, like, the cool mom, and I was totally channeling my mom because they are like they are so similar i mean she's not as she's not as crazy as miss george in the show but i mean my mom would totally be the type that would like come up and like try to hang with me and my friends and she did because she's cool man she is a cool mom whatever i'm on the brink That's of hilarious like, <laughs> i'm on the brink of like being like oh this is my mom but like i'm at the age where I am becoming her like 100%. So I think I'm being much, much more like aware and like nicer about, about it all because it's going to be me and I accept it. I wish I was as patient as my mom because <laughs> there are so many times like, I don't know, she caught me out in it like recently because I'm just not a, the person who like can just, you know, not say something when I feel a certain way. And I just wish I was like her because she just lets things like roll off her back more and like you know what I mean and not that she's yeah. passive at all it's just that she's just like this is like they don't need a reaction you know that says more about them than it is about you and I'm working on that but no like well, we could both <laughs> me and my mom could use some of that <laughs> really because we don't I don't know if it's the Latin flair in us we have such a hard time letting stuff just roll off our back. Um, oh, did I 
well, I told you about this and I would just share it publicly. I, I am actively like trying to learn anti-racism work and all of that stuff. And recently an aunt of mine, uh, I, I, I blocked her because she just posts a lot of Fox news and like false news. So yeah, she made a whole status about me. Um, my mom saw it and she was shaking and I actually was like, ma, just like, just let it go. She's talking about me. Like, it's fine. My mom just could not let it go. But I mean, I think that the things to do in those kind of situations, because it wasn't a nice status. It was like her talking about me, calling me names in this big public post. So, you know, the, I would love to like, maybe I'll just call your mom up, Gabby and be like, this is what's happening with me. Like, what should I do? And tell me, just tell me to let it go because we, I told her to let it go. But to be honest, I, I wanted to say something myself, but. I want to say something too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I, yes. Cause that's the thing. Like, I think there's a fine line between like letting things go and like, no, like that's why people think they can get away with things. Like, mm. that's how I feel. They th think they can get away with things because no one calls them out on it. And, like, bad behavior deserves to be called out. Like, I'm sorry. Some mm -hmm. stuff you can let roll off your back in the moment. But, like, no. If you're doing something, just, like, and maybe that's the teacher in me, I always say. That, like, if my student is, you know, misbehaving or not acting properly, it's my responsibility as their instructor to call them out on it. So that's just how I am in real life too. <laughs> if you're doing something that's not okay and I don't agree with it, then I have to say something. I'm sorry. Like but it is sorry. scary like in this business to do that. There's such like a fear around it because of the reaction. I guess like when I'm when I'm calling out my aunt or something, which I didn't, my mom said something and then she like muted the conversation. Uh, that's one thing. But like how do you feel about calling out casting directors or like these companies like these people who have such a huge control on us you know i feel like that's that's my biggest challenge like i want to i want to change and a shift to occur yeah but it's scary i feel like it's um <clears throat> which is another thing i learned from my mother i learned so many things from her but it's about the delivery a lot of the time. So like, obviously these things are frustrated, but you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. So it's like, and it also depends on if those people are ready to receive it. I think that's why it gets scary because people either may not have known they were doing that and they get defensive because it wasn't intentional. And when you call them out, it feels personal. And I feel like that is, that's, I feel like, okay, let me start over. <laughs> People are responding to it in the industry two different ways. They're either taking responsibility and actively changing and wanting to hear us, you know, calling them out or bringing it to light. And some are like getting defensive or acting like it's not happening or not, you know, trying to actively change it. Mm. So I feel like. The way I'm trying to look at it, because I understand what you're saying as well, the way I'm, like, me as Gabby trying to look at it is, like, if they don't, if they're not willing to listen to what I'm saying and don't see a problem, then I'm not sure that's who I want to be auditioning for anyway. And obviously it's easier said than done, but, like, no, I just, I don't want to be working for someone and auditioning for someone who doesn't see, like, the value of my life <laughs> or, like... The things I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I think maybe I just rather not work with that person. So if me being honest and calling them out is going to make them have a negative reaction, then maybe we're just not a, the right match anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, it's good to like have that coupled with that Broadway isn't all theater. So I think Broadway is going to take, it's going to need some time to really become the changes that like we all want to see and stuff so there's so much theater everywhere that's probably going to open up before broadway because that's such a huge thing so i guess i guess maybe what i'm like realizing now is that we have like such a fear of 
standing up for ourselves and other people because we feel like the amount of roles out there are so scarce because we're we're looking at Broadway and it's like it's it's its own thing but there's so much art everywhere and um you like not working with a casting director because of your beliefs which you should do um there are many more people casting uh and many more shows happening and yeah we have to like stick with our figure out what our values are and like just stick with them and trust that that's the best way to be because i've definitely said yes to things that like weren't totally aligned with me and maybe i wanted to question stuff and i never really fully uh enjoyed the experiences you know so i think that's not even worth it i don't know what i'm really trying to say uh it, it I feel like nothing in my brain is like totally figured out which is just this time period like nothing is we're just kind of all in limbo no I totally agree because I, I know she's it's funny because like as I talk like halfway through I'm like wait what am I even saying like I either forget uh-huh. what I was saying or I'm like no that's not it's like my brain doesn't catch up with my mouth sometimes yeah <laughs> yep that's me so I know what you mean I know what you mean and yeah I mean and here's like the reality that like there is a very real chance that like once this all settles meaning like this specifically the c word and the q word and the p word um and things reopen there is a real chance that there will be backlash for the people who were speaking out so it's like we do need to address that like we can all say these things and all these people can say all these things behind you know to the public and release these statements but like a are they going to change it and b are they monitoring who is speaking out and like trying to blacklist and blackball which does happen if we're being honest so that is like there's a real fear with that i'm hoping everyone is going to say what they say they're going to do but also being black my whole life like I'm used to people saying they're gonna do something and be supportive and be an ally and all these things and then not come through with it mm-hmm. so you know I guess all we can do is wait and see but I think that the I think in my brain the biggest goal is that enough people do it where they can't blacklist everyone you know it's like if enough people do it they can't have no actors that want to work for them it just has to be so many people kind of agreeing with each other and us coming together as a community that we feel these values and we're not going to settle for anything less so that they don't have any other option but to actually hear us like there's power in numbers we really need to after this come together as a community and like I love the uh, the Broadway coalition, what they were doing. Like, I am like, I think it's Broadway Advocacy Coalition. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love, I think that that is such a great central meeting point for all of us to be at. Um, I want to support them and I hope that they continue to grow. And we saw some people on their videos in their comments saying we agree and i see this and i agree okay so we'll we'll see what happens that is a fear of being blacklisted but i guess what you said too going back like maybe you don't even want to work for those people if you know that they're gonna like not hear you and just choose to blacklist you kind of thing it's so true and i feel like that actually is a great segue into what we wanted to talk about is that like coming together as a community which also means that we we have to be united front i think the problem is and it's not like one or i feel like universally throughout this industry is that there's this mentality that like well if you won't do it then the next person will And that's because it's true. So, like, the reason people have been able to get away with all this stuff is because there's always someone who is willing to, like... And I've been that person, too. Like, do a job that they don't necessarily believe in or, you know, not always speak up when there's something off or wrong about it because the next person's willing to do it. Or to work 
for free <laughs> to give like all this time and energy and their commitment to a project and not be properly compensated for it. Mm-hmm. That is such a big one, right? Like the grind of this business we feel like there aren't really enough roles to even go around so i'm afraid to sacrifice potentially a role that i could have like there's all this fear and yeah it's hard to stand up for yourself when so many people want you to work for free uh i was just telling you this that on backstage there are just so many readings and they want you to learn a role sometimes choreography songs and it's all for free and i'm tired of working for free even if on backstage it said we'll pay you 25 dollars or 10 dollars or something i just think working for free is i just think it's like taking advantage of my talent like you and me and everyone were worth more than doing things for free like if i'm gonna sing for free i'm gonna go to a karaoke bar uh if you want me to learn your show pay me even if it's just a reading so have you gabby done a lot of free work like where are you on on all of that um I mean, n- yes and no. So if I'm being honest, I really have not done a bunch of free work unless it was for uh, someone who's close to me. You know what I mean? Like, unless I knew there was a reason, because that's the thing. Unless I knew there was a reason they couldn't pay me, I usually don't go for those type of things. Um so I usually don't actually, and it also had to do with the fact that I've always been a teacher and a performer. So the way I used to look at my days and I still do is like, you know, based on the time you put into it. So it's like, if this is how many hours I have in the day, this is how much money I want to make. So am I going to make it teaching this amount of time and missing out on these rehearsals or am I going to sacrifice that pay for this rehearsals because it's worth something <laughs> mm. that's you know what I'm saying so I I really haven't done a lot of things for free but that's just like I said because I thought of it like that like yeah. I need to make a certain amount of money is this worth it losing this money no it's not okay no or unless it's like my friend who I know doesn't even doesn't even have fifty dollars in their bank account but I believe in them and I believe in what their vision is, then I'm like, okay, I'll do it. But you just have to be flexible with my schedule too. If I'm giving my time, like I will do what you need me to do, but I can't miss work and paying things to do this. So that's so funny. It makes like so much sense. Um, I love the fact that you kind of have a number that you know you want to make in a day. So it kind of, it gives you a like clarity on what you can and can't say yes to I am the opposite I have done so much free work uh I like have such a hard time saying no I think this quarantine I've gotten a little bit better because there's been so many opportunities and things or you know everyone's having a reading or including us you know which is cool but how do you say no respectfully you know (laughs) um I just say no. (laughs) Wow. Like, I just say no. I mean, I don't know. Usually I say because of my schedule, which, I mean, I guess sometimes it's a cop-out, but usually that is what it is. Like, I always am working, and I think I've said this in the past, everything I do, I'm usually, like, the head person on it. So I'm either the lead teacher, the administrative director, or the artistic director, So it's like, I'm the one people are reporting to. So I, usually that really is my excuse. Like, no, I can't do this because I have all these events coming up for my programs or I have, or I'm doing a show or I'm doing something. So usually there's a reason I can't do it. Um, Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's, (laughs) that's a great like lesson though, because for a long time I was keeping 
myself doing like really flexible jobs, maybe even some jobs that I didn't even care about, like just in case I had to quit because I got the call from Broadway, like I wouldn't be too hurt. Um, and I think I was kind of making myself miserable in these random jobs because I needed money to like, you know, like live. Um, and just like, I thought that would give me motivation to like really audition and not keep me stuck in those places. But I have learned like through you and even through another class that I took at like uh, Jen Waldman Studios called Shift and stuff, you have to be happy like now and you can create or be involved full time even in a job that you love and theater and stuff is not going anywhere. Like you really, I love how you created and you're a part of these things that serve you so well, like right now, like you're not waiting for a gig to make you happy and to feel fulfilled and be working in the areas that are your passions. Like you are just doing it. And then you're only saying yes to things that have that add value to your life. That's like a huge aha moment for me. I was kind of like living not in that mindset and hoping that all the gigs would add value and just saying yes to so many free things. Um, but yeah, like you said, if you ask me to do something or some of our friends, even in performer potluck, we have some really talented people. They asked me to do something or, you know, I would do it, but yeah. Yeah. We, we are valuable. We are worthy of getting paid. Um, that's crazy. That's like amazing, Gabby. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know if that's like a, a flaw or like a good trait, but I, yeah, I usually am pretty, uh, clear <laughs> and honest with things, um, to the point that sometimes I probably should like not be as blunt, but and that's the thing too. Like, I think you also need to be mindful of people's time. So like if, for instance, perfect example. So we do performer potluck, as you know, mm -hmm. um, and we have the new work series. These are new works where people are doing for free, but we don't force anyone to do anything, if that makes sense. So we're not like, I'm not saying, hey, Ashley, I'm just pulling a name out of my head. Hey, Ashley, can you do this for free? It's like, this is what we're doing. If you want to do it and volunteer your time, please do. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, there's never any pressure that like, cause we know it's free. It's not being, you know what I mean? Like we're not charging for this. You're not being paid for this. So this is just, if you want to do it, I think there's a difference between presenting it like that and being like, you need to do this <laughs> for free. Like yeah. that's two different things. Just yeah. make it a general, if it's a general thing and then, that's the thing too. Like if you're putting something out and you're up front with the commitment, then like that's up to someone if they want to do it or not. Maybe yeah. there might be someone who, um, like which, which has been really cool for performer potluck is that there's a lot of people who are full-time performers in a performer arts world, but there are some people who now like did shows like in high school and just didn't pursue it, but you know, they're really talented and they've wanted to get back into it. Something like that is good for them. And um, breakdowns and auditions like that are good for those people because if it's just a hobby like we're rehearsing twice a week it's unpaid but we rehearse twice a week on Tuesday and Thursday nights now for that person they get the opportunity to perform again so those are good for those kind of people but like just like any you know what I'm saying like my sister's an yeah. attorney she's not going to work for free like they do pro bono work but like she's not going to work for 50,000 people for free. That's not respectful of her time and her expertise. Yeah. That wouldn't make any sense. You know, if she's an immigration lawyer. That wouldn't make sense for her to dedicate months of her time for free. You wouldn't ask yeah. someone to do that in that field. So you shouldn't, cause this is our profession. This is our livelihood. You shouldn't ask us to do it for free. If you know that like we should be compensated for it. If it's just something small, that's a different thing. But well, like, yeah, don't expect people to do it. That's the thing. I feel like what we do with performer potluck, it's kind of like we are going to do this thing where, you know, come or don't come. Like if you I feel like uh, we are honored. I am honored when people come and they 
bring their talents. Um, and I never expect everything we do to be the most amazing thing because sometimes we tell, I tell them last minute or, you know, we just kind of like, we, it's like, it's really a nice su surprise and a beautiful thing when some of the shows come out so, so well, which they do. Um, and we're also kind of providing a platform for them. Like we're kind of doing all the work of getting together our community and picking a show and choosing the roles and doing this song so that people can just show up with their talents if they want to. I feel like that's the only area that should be or could possibly be free. Um, I feel like we're offering a service as much as the talent is offering for us, like in that sense, you know, especially right now when no theater is actually going on. So it's just like a, a fun space with friends too. Also, that's a key word, friends. I think free and friends should go together, but anything else should not be free. I know, I totally agree. Everything you just said, I totally agree with. It's just like, know who you're asking. Be upfront and don't like take advantage of people's time. If it's yes. just like, can you sing this song? You know, can you sing this one song a month from now? Then that's different than like, can you learn 10 songs and choreography? and do this and do that and buy a costume but you get no compensation like no <laughs> no i can't is actually my answer <laughs> no i can't i think we just need to keep it simple yes like my voiceover class she always says k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid i think we should say like keep it simple sexy or keep it simple <laughs> doesn't have to be stupid but just keep it simple like i I love that. I have an issue with keeping things simple. I love complicating <laughs> everything. <laughs> Girl, me too. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I won't lie to you. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> um, so, okay. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff, you know. But it's, it's a big part of the grind of this business is like knowing your worth. Oh, my God. I wish I knew my worth back then, but... It's okay. I, whatever. I did what I had to do and I am here now. Um, well, can I tell a story about <laughs> not speaking up when you knew something was off? Like I spoke up in an indirect way and sometimes you have to address things directly. So I, <laughs> I'm sorry, this isn't funny. I mean, it's kind of funny now. So I got asked to be in this, like this big, industry concert a few years back um i mean i've yeah i've addressed this behind closed doors so i'm not even gonna say the name and i'm not gonna say what concert it was but it basically was this big concert for this very famous venue it was like a celebratory concert and i got asked to like we were singing songs from this specific person's catalog and they were like i didn't at, this is when I was like not a full-time performer again so literally like in teaching mode and so I was like okay like yeah what do you want me to sing I said I haven't had time to look at the list like just tell me what you want me to sing and so they're like why don't you sing this song and honestly I was like okay yeah I'll sing it I didn't even look at it until like a few days before the performance and the song was a song that like was from his musical and it was a song that a slave sang and it was like, he's like, oh, I love this song. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm so glad you're singing it. Like, I haven't heard. Anyway, so listen to a recording and saw a video of it. And the person who sang it wasn't, it was like a, supposed to be about like an African slave. The person wasn't African. They were some kind of, like, they weren't white. They were BIPOC, but they were not black or African or anything like what? that I, like I don't even know what they were but they weren't black so I was like why are they singing this song and like it was just like <laughs> this song was so ridiculous because the song was like talking about um just like a glamorized version of slavery where they were like basically like woe is me it's hard being a slave and like I can like this wasn't the lyric but like they said something that was so not true like I can get water when I'm hot like, <gasps> like 
it was like, yeah, my life is hard. And yes, like I can take care of this. And like when it's hot outside, I can get water, but I wish I were free. And like, <gasps> yes, like it was like, I'm not going to quote the lyric because then people would probably actually know who it is and what the song was. Like, I'll tell you after we are done recording and play it for you. But it was like the most like ridiculous. I'm like, that's not how it worked. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so then I backed out of the concert, but I wasn't like, this is when I was younger. So I was like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't want to make this person mad. So I just backed out of the concert and didn't say like, this song is offensive. This song is not okay. I just like removed myself from the concert <laughs> and was just like, Oh, it's cause and didn't even say it's cause of that. I said it was cause I was busy or something. Yeah. That, so it's that ridiculous. Makes, that is, um, yep. That's the business. Um, but it's a lot for like you to stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you you did what you could do in the situation. You were younger too. Um, I don't know if I would have said anything either. I, I mean, I like, obviously, like I know maybe you should have or whatever. You could think about it so many ways, but um, yeah, that's a lot. And now new, like not even new me, like just older Gabby would be like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny what a difference a few years make and this was before all this like craziness happened it literally like I don't know what happened <laughs> I guess I don't know what happened something hardened me like a few years ago and now it's just like no yeah <laughs> like I speak up whenever something is going down I just like no I'm just yeah. not gonna like I can't even believe like I look back on that and I'm like what? Like, why, would, <laughs> why did you say, like, why did you go along with this? Like, oh my God, the questionable <laughs> things we've done. A mess. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, woof. Woof. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's good to laugh about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, as I'm talking, I'm literally looking it up now. Like, is that song, is that video still on? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh i mean but standing yeah. up is like standing up and like and doing that is a muscle to build it's like a skill you know it's like i feel like if i was younger and i didn't have that skill built it would come out as just anger so which is which like your mom said it's all about the delivery yeah so it's a skill to be standing up for yourself but it sucks that like we as BIPOC you as as a black woman have to stand up for yourself at all maybe now it would have been different yeah because it's like if you think and I'm not obviously I'm not mad at that person but like I'm just like that just shows how like brainwashed we have been in the past that like she wouldn't be like this is not appropriate for me to sing this you know what I mean like I'm not one black Two, this isn't my history so that she wouldn't be like oh I shouldn't sing this but like I understand it just like I was going to sing and I just like couldn't last minute like I it's crazy (laughs) it yeah I remember in college uh I was taking I only went one semester by the way so I always say this and then people are like you didn't go to college well I went one semester and uh my voice teacher in the program had me singing uh me and my master uh it's from king and i basically it's not for a latina white passing woman at all um and i was singing it and she had me singing it. that was like one of my first memories over there and now i'm like oh my god i can't believe they had me singing that like uh it's but, so know. crazy like something i've been thinking about because as you know, I'm always thinking of, like, what are, like, new things we can do for performer potluck? And one of the things was, like, a kind of, like, a cabaret that didn't pay, like, basically, like, a miscast cabaret. But mm-hmm. then I was, like, but then there would have to be, like, reg- like to specify, like, we're changing, like, genders are okay. Or, like, ages are okay, but, like, not, like race (laughs) like you still cannot sing that song (laughs) like 
no. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that gets I so tricky. That. <laughs> I'm like, I, it, like, it's no longer okay. And I remember, like, there would be a lot of times where I'd see something like happen, and I'd be like, why? Like, I'm kind of uncomfortable with this. And I'm like, am I just being sensitive? But no, like, some songs, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're especially shows about non like non-white shows non-white stories there's so few of them and so many of them are flawed like that's the big elephant in the room but like there's so few of them so like let those go to their rightful groups like ethnic and cultural groups oh my let god gabby one percent of songs to themselves and you sing the rest of them Period. okay that is yes uh you know the cabaret that we did together and i sang i'm here from color purple i think about that every day of my life um (laughs) i mean i can't believe i did that and you were right there i mean not even i just can't believe i did that and i posted it and whatever um like i am so sorry i did that um (laughs) that wasn't that long ago either (laughs) Um, yeah, that w- that was a little, yep, I did that. <laughs> but that also makes me think of like, uh, I'm in one of those other reading groups and they were going to do West Side Story and like all these white people were like, can I, play Ma- can I please play Maria? Can I please play Maria? And like, this is how you know the tribe that you're going to keep and the circuit you're going to stay around. Because some people that were admins of the group were like, Let's keep it, you know, let's keep the Marias and the Anitas for Puerto Rican or, you know, Latin, a Latin group of people. And like basically saying like white people, like, no, you cannot play Maria in West Side Story. So, yeah, uh, there's an awakening. And uh, I will never sing I'm here from God. <laughs> And, like, that's the thing, too. I feel like that's a perfect example of, like, this is, like, what I want to say to all people. I mean, it. no one thinks, like, I feel like people are very defensive when they're called out for certain things, right? Mm -hmm. So that perfect example, the reason that you wanted to sing that song was because you love the song, you love the story, you love like it was like out of appreciation for it. So your intentions were not bad when you sang that song. And that's not this takes it back to the wider scope. No one is like no one thinks that non like basically white people <laughs> or people who, you know, like BIPOC people who cross cultures and ethnicities and what whatever. No one thinks you're bad for doing those things. No one thinks you're a bad person. It's just like, no, just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no one's mad at you. No, like, now you know better. You may not have known better. Now you know better. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, going back, I, I know that my intention wasn't, like, like, I, I love Cynthia Revo's rendition of it whatever I don't have to go into defending why I did it because like it was stupid and I shouldn't have done it like that's stupid um but eh, you learn I guess and you respond and if if I was waiting for someone to be like by the way Alyssa you did that and like why did you do that and I was like waiting for it so I could be like thank you for calling me out uh yeah I shouldn't have fucking done that I'm so sorry like that was really (laughs) stupid but you know I like to think that I respond uh, with an awakened, uh, non-fragile mind. So yeah, I mean the fact that you're like laughing about it, oh, because well, and that's the thing too. Like it, they're really and that like if I'm being honest was one of the moments where I was like, I was like I think I kind of feel weird about this, but I didn't like I didn't know how to articulate it then. I was like I don't know why because it again it wasn't you weren't doing a production of the color purple, so it was like a cabaret. It was, you know, a different a different setting where everything is out of context. And then I saw it wasn't literally until I saw a post months later that I was like, oh, maybe that's why, like, in that moment, it was like a weird moment. Mm. But it was, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I couldn't articulate it. So it wasn't for me to be like, um, can you not sing that song? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. Because right? I knew I, you just saying because you love the song. So I was like, well, maybe I'm just being sensitive, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm happy that we're not in that period of time where like people have clarity now a little bit more on those feelings. Um, what am I trying to say? Like, I'm happy that we are as a collective community adding value to like those feelings and like you don't have to like live in that world of like not knowing why oh, am i being sensitive because like same with me too like me me too with like the latin world and stuff like there's been some stuff where i was like hmm and i did it and i or i didn't say anything and now it's like this movement has given me a backbone and like words to these weird feelings that i have and every time i have a weird feeling like it's justified like i'm not like a super crazy sensitive girl i'm like a wise woman who is aware of when things are weird <laughs> i don't know i feel like you've been like one of the most vocal like I i've had a lot of friends that have really stepped up and really you know like defended black lives and just defended everything going on right now i think we should just acknowledge social media and like social media, just it's not the end all be all. Post what you want, block who you want, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. What A about you? Man, I would say my last words are um, just, you know, we all can learn more. So always be willing to educate yourself. Um, and if you have done any of these things we said today, we're not attacking you. But if you do them again, we may attack you. No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But like, yes, like listen to things we said today. If you've been guilty of any of these things, just change it for the future. And we all are growing and just keep going and growing. That's what I like to say. Mm. Grow as we go, as Ben Platt says. <laughs> such a beautiful song right? that's a whole nother episode just a bin plat appreciation episode i love that <laughs> <laughs> all right bye everybody bye so yeah i feel like the takeaway from this episode is we just as human beings need to do better so that means holding each other accountable speaking up when you see incorrect behavior injustices and not getting offended when you are being called out on these things. Educate yourselves. Keep growing and keep going. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.